Oh no, I haven't even God damn it, Paul Damien moment. Shut the fuck up. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Prince. Here's Gorlami. Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers, the one and only podcast that gives you not only a comic book movie, or goddammit, comic book episode. We don't every give week. just comic book movies, just saying. Yeah. We're, well, Sorry. Yeah. You told me to shut the fuck up. I did tell oh, you to. No, he, Kenny did. Go kill yourself. Yeah. Uh, we also do movie episodes, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> welcome, guys. My name's Kenny. Uh, my name is Paul Damien. And this is Ian. And today we are playing opposite day or something. Uh, uh, <laughs> pranks. What is yeah. the? What do the people say? They say uh, uh, jinx. No, what Jenga. <laughs> Psych. That's there. It is. There it is. Wanda Psych. Bro, it seems we're just as confused about our personalities as the character we're talking about today. <laughs> Moon Knight. I didn't even set that up. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good uh, grab. We're doing Moon Knight's uh, issues one through twelve by Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Mayleave. Yes. And so yeah, just to kind of get uh, amped and ready for the series that's going to be coming out here pretty think, soon. Yeah. Pretty, really. Really like, soon. Like freakishly soon. So get ready, so, guys. So soon. It's going to happen. We're going to get all that Oscar Isaac all up in the MCU. So. Wonderful. So this was actually a much easier read than I thought it was going to be. No. Oh, okay. awesome. It was very smooth, and I was yeah. able to do it in just a few hours. I'd blame it on the Bendis on that one. You yeah. Know what I mean, this is such a tenured writer that he really knows how to make something digestible, you know what yeah. I mean, but also like endearing, you know, like something that still can draw your attention and make you want to read, you know? Right. And uh, So it's like a, it's got a balance to, to his writing, and it just comes from what I feel like is uh, a lot of years in the field, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, this team, Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Mayleaf, mm-hmm. used to work on Daredevil together. Okay, they were like right. that. That was like uh, what kind of launched Brian to get anything and everything he ever wanted. Mm. He got to fucking write Avengers. He got to create his own Spider Man. He got to create another Spider Man, being Miles Morales. <laughs> and then he yeah. just got to leave Marvel altogether yeah. and go join yeah. DC. <laughs> Some of his uh, notable characters that he helped create that are now in. Uh, fucking live action. Mm-hmm. Um, Maria Hill. Mm-hmm. He created uh, Jessica Jones. Uh, Miles Morales is not in live action, but he's you he's know. still in the MCU out there. They yeah. announced an Ironheart show, which he created. Mm-hmm. He just he he's a creating machine, yeah. and hopefully, it a lot of it is kind of in his mind. Hopefully, aimed to one day be adapted that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think lately he's kind of high on that. And so now he keeps wanting to push new stuff, especially over at DC. Yeah. And so that's just kind of like, a, I guess, a, a modern criticism of Brian Michael Bendis. I feel like not a lot of his stuff comes out as genuine as it once did, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is, once again, from being in the industry for so long yeah. that now he's just kind of like maybe a little jaded as a comic book artist in the sense of he can't get that 
that that little bit of spark he maybe had yeah. back in the beginning when he had all of his ideas and maybe hadn't been beaten down so much by the industry. Did I say Jessica Jones? Yes. You okay. Did. All right. Good. And I yeah. mean, but think about those names you even just said, because like you know, you know, talking about Court Owls last week and how, uh, oh my God, who's the Scott uh, Scott Snyder. Snyder created a villain and characters for that comic book? Who I couldn't have told you that character's name, you know, Lincoln March's name, but think about Jessica Jones and Miles Morales yeah. and these characters that yeah. Brian has cre- Michael Bendis has created, and that are now just staples in yeah. what is in the marvel universe so that's cr- it's crazy to think about that he really is like a forerunner like you said of creation like yeah he doesn't only like you know write daredevil write moon knight write spider-man but he also creates completely more intricate characters through them and and makes them characters that fucking matter yeah. in the long run you know and one that's of such a feat one of the cre- characters he didn't create but helped really kind of boost mm-hmm. was maya lopez's echo, echo who shows up in this comic mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. um but yeah let's Let's get into it. Um, the antagonist of this book is Count Nefaria, mm-hmm. who I've mentioned kind of in passing a couple of times before because he is the father of Madame Mask. Who we have read about right. you know, in our Hawkeye runs and stuff. Exactly. Um, and I just wanted to tell you guys, uh, I'm secretly building my own Madame Mask universe, oh, my, okay. the Maskiverse in this <laughs> in this show. And that's why we keep covering all these books that she uh, kind of shows up in. Mm-hmm. I've talked about how I wanted her to be the kingpin of the LA. West Coast. Yeah. So it makes sense that her dad would be the kind of forerunner Proto. for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for that, that position for her. Her, you know? Yeah. How did you guys feel about Count Nefaria throughout this book? Uh, I I thought it was really interesting. I don't know shit about him. Me neither. So it was really cool seeing him fucking vaporize people. <laughs> did you know who he was the entire time? Like, did you yes. already kind of know that about yeah. this comic? Because that was one thing I was a little... Like I, it, Ryan you, Michael Bendis introduced him. Like we would see the monocle and stuff. Be like, oh, that's Count Nefaria. You know, it was yeah. meant to be like mm-hmm. kind of reversed in that way. We'd be like, oh, that's him, and then we get the actual full reveal. But I don't think we knew anything about Count Nefaria. So yeah. when we first yeah. saw him, I was like, I don't know who the fuck this is yeah. supposed to be right now. As far as I knew, it was fucking Doctor Strange. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I was like, what is this? Yeah. The evil Doctor Strange from the MCU. So yeah. like, I love that. That's um, awesome. It no, was it's a, a, it's fancy Doctor Strange because yeah. he has the monocle. That's true. Yeah. He's a Monopoly Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so there's strange. actually no monoc- yeah. no no monomical. So I was say. There's, yeah, there's no monocle in the yeah, fucking monopoly. So you're done. Sorry. Move on. Anyway, so that was one thing I was like, I, it took them actually straight up telling me his name before I even knew who the fuck he yeah. even was, which was yeah. kind of a bummer. But once they did say that, that's what's so funny is that his name meant. This, you know, hardly anything to me, but I instantly was like, "Oh, Madame Mask!" Like yeah. this is yeah. she's obviously going to get involved then because this is her daddy, you yeah. know. So her that was daddy. that's where it was like a silver lining for me um, was that I kind of had to believe she was going to show up at some point in this right. comic because now it kind of makes sense why she's so involved in the West Coast. I feel like this was Brian Michael Bendis setting kind of that up, planting, yeah, for all the people who yeah. went on to write the West Coast from here. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I like both the characters, um, Nefaria is kind of one note Mm -hmm. just kind of like i'm evil and i need all this power exactly um one thing that i don't know if they set up before this or after this but he has a weakness to adamantium oh nefaria and i don't know if that was supposed to play into this book at any point is it also vibranium then too because that's what was on echo's staff when they hit her and like why the hell did this even work and they're like oh "Oh, it's because it has vibranium on it that's why it affected him so maybe it's both those metals have some kind of adverse effect to him special metal yeah Yeah. you just need any special metal it has to have (laughs) level eight rarity yeah as long as it's level eight rarity it's going to do damage to him you know (laughs) yeah you can use death leopard 
<laughs> yeah, you can't. No, you, you got to roll a twenty. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Death throws. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, a lot of this book hinges on an Ultron head, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting, mm-hmm. and they never express on why. Yeah, what he actually, actually really wants wanted it, it yeah. for. They kind of like um, what, what's the word? Like assume. Yes, uh, they make assumptions of what he could have possibly, and they make a few. I, I think they're like, I don't know, maybe he just wanted to get on ground level with fucking Ultron. Ultron, yeah, it's actually still alive somewhere. See, yeah. the thing is, is to me that's the most logical thing to have done because if you were trying to like turn him on and like control it in any kind of way, that sounds like the dumbest plan I've ever heard in my mm-hmm. entire life. That's like some sea villain type shit where it's like I could probably control an Ultron once I turned it on. You know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. are you stupid? So, yeah. <laughs> so I have to believe that it was either because of the rarity of the metal and maybe the fact that he could turn it into like a bomb or something and just threaten the entire West Coast with it, or that like yeah, exactly, he was going to be like Ultron look i'm a good human that will slave up for you instantly and it will help you take over this world if you just don't kill me yeah <laughs> yeah or maybe count nefaria was a good guy <laughs> and he's actually trying he's, he's like, afraid of ultron coming back <laughs> to destroy the world and he's trying so to funny. figure out ultron's plans to stop him because he's like oh i'm so powerful i stood up to fucking thor yeah so i i'll kick his ass yeah you he's like know. this is his like backward backway pilot of like joining the Avengers. Yeah. He's like he's like let me join I will give you Ultron. <laughs> I'm tough. <laughs> that's so funny. Um we find out that Mr. Hyde is the one that's transporting Ultron mm-hmm. to Nefarious Goons on the bay. Um the whole reason Moon Knight's in LA is because he is he wants to set up shop there for whatever reason, but he's also making bank from producing a TV show based on his real life. Yeah. So he had already been there kind of for a while in the comic books, had he not? Or so was, he, that's where I'm kind of. This confused. is a return to LA for him because okay, he was sense. part of the West Coast Avengers with Iron Man and Hawkeye and that's Tigra. What I yeah. Back in the eighties. Okay. <clears throat> but so yeah. this was meant to be him moving back to LA again yeah. after all this time. Okay. So that was one thing I was also confused with. I was like, they talk about him like he was in New York yeah. with them, but I knew that he had been a West Coast Avenger in these previous times. So yeah. I mean, what's what's a flight across country, you know, for a for a for superhero, sure. you know? But <laughs> but yeah, he he's there producing a TV show based on his actual life. So those first like corny panels that we get to see of him like shooting at Bushman in the yeah. in the desert. That's Almost pretty accurate, completely accurate of like what actually happened and how he uh, learned of the of the God country. And was he Mark Spector at that time or is that like, so what he, was his name originally? He, you know? Right there, the mercenary was Mark Spector. Okay. Mark Spector, the personality is the one that it becomes Moon Knight through Conchu, the power of Conchu. Gotcha. Which in back in the old days, back in the 80s, um, Conchu just resurrected him. He like pretty much died on the altar, and Conchu resurrected him and was like, you. Just, "It was just that Catwoman treatment. Just here, have some, some yeah, some soul, some cat juice. <laughs> yeah, have a little cat juice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, um, but in this case, it was moon juice. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Wonderful. Uh, but what was I trying to say? Oh, you don't see Conchu not mm-hmm. until Ellis's run mm-hmm. and and Shalvi's depiction of the big bird skull and mm. stuff like that and so I, I don't know if you guys were like huh i wonder why Conchu's not actually here throughout this book because since that depiction of Conchu, um he's shown up in every iteration every of, of of moon knight since with the big bird skull and everything so we've talked about 
Moon Knight comics and how much they all aren't, you know, they're in there. People write them so differently. Like yeah. it, almost every writer that's ever taken them on is probably not written in quite the same as the person that had him before. And so I kind of laid it under that reality that Brian Michael Bendis just obviously had his plan on what he wanted going on in Moon Knight's head. So there wasn't room for like right. another voice. You yeah, know what I mean? There no, wasn't, there's not even Jake Lockley or, um, yeah, we don't even get other personalities yeah. really. Stephen yeah. Grant. Um, they don't show up in this I think they mentioned Stephen Grant the name yeah. once, you know, but beyond that, yeah, we really only get Mark Spector as the driving the wheel the entire time because exactly from other small things of Moon Knight I've read, he's got he you're you don't even know who you're he dealing with growing. in any moment. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, and I think in in the show, in the first scene that they show, I think they even say Lockley. Don't oh know. right, yeah. So they they've rewritten to Lockley. be Jake yeah. Lockley, and I, yeah. I was trying to figure out your question earlier, but that that's the answer to your question. Yeah, yeah. Um, was what is well, at least yeah. in the show he changed but, the, to the personality yeah. initially yes. to Jake Lockley. So, so. I don't know much mm-hmm. about Moon Knight at all, other than um, he has DID. Todd, yeah, Todd has told me that uh, Moon Knight comics are kind of like you sometimes have to just figure out what's happening. Yeah. You know, it's an unfaithful um, narrator. You know, yeah, is sure. what it comes down and to a lot. I actually really enjoyed the aspect that this one had mm-hmm. with so, Captain America, yeah, uh, Wolverine, and Spider Man. Um, yeah. So, did, did you have you read this comic before, I have Kenny? Not. Had so, you? Yes, you I had have read, read it before. So I had never actually read this this before, but I mm-hmm. knew that that was the running theme in this comic. That was okay. the one thing I did know about it was that yeah. So the three personalities we do see Mark Spector seeing this are once again wo- or literal Wolverine, Spider Man, and Captain America just kind of like hanging around in mm-hmm. blue, red, and brown bubbles, just kind of giving their opinion on things from their most accurate personality types. Yeah, and I think that is a great idea. Like Brian Michael Bendis, I know that was what he had yeah. written down on a notepad, like. Moon Knight sees these three guys and they're yeah. all just them fucking selves, you know? Like, yeah. And so, I mean, I thought that was such a great premise for this book. And it's why I was so excited to read it because that is such an interesting way to like deliver Moon Knight that probably had never quite been done like this before, you know? And, um, but for me, it's just like, it was such a great idea that I almost feel like doesn't get his due diligence in this book as much as I would have really liked to, to be honest. Like, I, you wanted him to like swing around more and like not even necessarily that it's just i feel like there's a lot of this book i'm not gonna lie i didn't totally love you know and some stuff that kind of fell short for me like echo i'm gonna talk about in a little bit was kind of something i felt like didn't get her due diligence in this book the way that she deserved especially like her you know the handicap that she deals with it was either being made the butt end of a joke or just kind of completely being forgotten about at different times you know and so that was kind of a bummer but for this i just really wanted this to like have so much more i don't know like philosophical angles to it you know and it was more of just like how cool would this be instead of like what are the ramifications of yeah like what would be the ramifications of moon knight thinking he's captain america you know thinking he has that level of like you know respect and authority you know like we just didn't really see the personalities come out as much as i expected especially when very early on we see him literally put on a spider-man costume and pretend to be him and i was like oh my god he's gonna just this i thought that was gonna be a running theme i thought we're gonna have him in literally a fucking captain america uniform at one point so i just expected a little bit more of that where it really just ended up becoming more of him just like are them even just like arguing with themselves you know mm-hmm. so I, I just it didn't land quite the way i had hoped for sorry to get on my soapbox there a little bit you're fine <laughs> no you're good um i think they did do a good job i think they just needed to um what's it called i think i don't know towards the end i i think it's kind of him breaking out of it and knowing that it's just him 
You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. that's another thing that Brent Bendis does with this Mark Spector is where he he's never in the dark of like what he's actually doing. Like he knows that oh they're not actually here. Yeah, but this is the best interpretation I can get from them being here, which is also kind of a bummer. You would think that someone who isn't mentally well mm-hmm. would have to like struggle with this you know right. what i mean like like there is no struggle it's just him like he kind of willingly leans into it where he's like well they're like the y'all demon, are my guiding stars yeah. yeah they're the demons and angels on his shoulder mm-hmm. at every moment you know yeah you got two angels and a demon for sure in this deal <laughs> but I, I think echo also plays a role in that like she helps him realize that we're not realize, but like he he like has to put on more of a front as Mark Spector. Yeah. For mm-hmm. Echo because he's interested in her and or just needs information from her. So he's not and she was like, Why the fuck are you dressed up as Spider Man? <laughs> and so he's gonna be like, Oh, she's right. I should just be dressed up as Moon Knight when I'm around her and I'll just have all this extra shit. Yeah. You know, anyway. So I mean I, I think that was probably the line of logic going on here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like him being like, Well, I'm just gonna tried to not be as crazy as i am yeah <laughs> you know which is crazy to think that he crazy. can just have a switch that he can decide to do or not you yeah. know what i mean and that's kind of where i agree with kenny where it's like there is no he's not struggling at all ever with this multiple personality thing no and it seems like he has a pretty good fucking handle on it and until he doesn't i guess you know well, literally the next book that he shows up in, i'm sure he doesn't have a handle on it so yeah. it's and i mean maybe that's kind of real maybe that is kind of like how people go in and out of like remission with this mm-hmm. kind of mental disorder but right here there's no real uh struggle no well not i at think all. i think as well as be, it depends on what form his personalities are taking and in this sense he has two of the most honorable characters that his personality is taking there's only one person in there other than moon knight that's fucking crazy and that's and kind of the worst and the worst <laughs> version of himself yeah. yeah and we know how what moon knight thinks about wolverine now yeah, exactly. obviously. yeah. It's like so, that guy's an asshole so it's like and you only really see when wolverine takes over that moon knight goes really crazy you know yeah. what i mean every other time he's He's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I love the way David Mack portrays all three of their paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. The the oh, webs, yeah. the webs, the claws and and the shield. Um all created by the new right hand of Moon Knight, Buck Lime, who he recruits in this book. It's pretty cool how he like even finds him. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty clever yeah. way of unlike like, Kate Bishop proper yeah. recruiting of a person in a chair. You yeah. know what I mean? Find someone who actually has some credentials that make sense. You know <laughs> but the way that Bendis thought like how could he get a hold of somebody that's trying to get away from the superhero life that would be able to help him is through his production company. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, who's a stage tech or who's a, a production assistant that can help me with this? He finds the one guy that has shield adjacent credentials and he's like, you're my guy now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to dress up like bullseye and bully you into being my guy. See, exactly. I love that shit. I love <laughs> that, yeah. that. The fact that he felt like the need to put on these other masks and or put on these other personalities. I wanted more of that. You yeah. know what I mean? I wanted him to like feel like, no, I literally need to be Captain America right now. I don't need him just talking in my head. I need the mask on. I need to yeah. feel like him, you know? like. And I thought that would be such an interesting take. take on the character where he feels like Moon Knight isn't even enough to get the job done. So he has to be Steve Rogers or, yeah. you know, whoever. 
He, does he know who Peter Parker is? You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> he does not. That was he something, just knows <laughs> Spider-Man's a cool fucking kid. That yeah. was something that blew me away. So many people saw his fucking face in this yes. comic book, too. And, oh, you know, yeah. right out the gate when he gets his mask ripped off pretending to be Spider-Man, I was like, okay, that doesn't look like Peter Parker. And it doesn't really make sense that he'd be here right now. <laughs> so, I mean, I thought it was such a good reveal that it was like, wait, this is fucking Moon. Like, this isn't Spider-Man. Why is yeah. he fighting all stupid? You know? <laughs> Um, and they, then the fucking Wolverine claws. Yeah, I love the way it's portrayed. Did I call him David Mack earlier, or did I call him Alex Mayleaf, the artist? You called him David Mack earlier. I meant to call him mm-hmm. Alex, Alex Mayleaf. David um, Mack was another consistent artist that mm-hmm. worked with Brian Michael Bendis during Daredevil's run. Um, was, you need to Mayleave, okay? <laughs> Get out of here. Was this the uh, first time that that light shield no. was in the comic? No. no. The Zero Point shield yeah. had existed previous. With Captain America, yes. too. Yeah, okay. They kind of mentioned, he was like, oh, Cap uses one of these. Okay. You know, I think yeah. that was the throwaway to be like, this is why this technology is easily accessible. <laughs> uh, and it was such an easy way for him to give him something <clears throat> of everybody's. You know yes. what I mean? It would have been very unrealistic to him for to even have a real physical shield yeah. running around, especially with the... I mm-hmm. love how he used his cape in this. You know, that was something I was going to get into. That's one of my favorite things about Moon Knight is that he wears this ridiculously fucking oversized cape and then actually uses it to his advantage constantly. Yeah. He's like, oh, car chase? Cape. Yeah, oh, I yeah. need to fly? Cape. Oh, yeah. I need to drop? Cape. You know, it's just yeah. like whatever he needs. That fucking cape is the fucking fix-all. I love it. Um, but yeah, I just <clears throat> fucking don't even know. Is Snapdragon someone who matters? No. Was that a, is that so a character that, that was written into this? sounds familiar. So but... Snapdragon and the fucking Night Shift are all just... Were they written for this or they existed? No, they just... existed before. Okay. It's just they're all for literally just Bendis flexing his muscles like, here, look look at all these B-rate characters. Or... Mm-hmm. F rate characters that I can just pull out of my ass and shove into this. And you have a TikTok singled out there. So what's up with that? And TikTok, uh, not the app. Right. The the character in the comic. I was going to make the joke that, yeah, there is a TikTok star. I just just fucking took all the Steve off your fucking joke. We had just talked about this before the podcast. It's all right. How are you supposed to know I'm cooking this shit up? Um, Cook it up, bro. uh, Yeah, TikTok is just some bald man who's like. The fucking Z version of Professor X, yeah. where he can barely see into the future for a couple like, of seconds. I can see like thirty seconds, and it's it's maybe what's gonna happen. Honestly, like, it still could change. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Is that as far as he could see? Like thirty yeah. seconds, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, and that's the joke about these characters is that who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? They're perfect for them to stumble onto their own weapons in a fight with Moon Knight and Echo. You know, and that's that's the whole reason they're in this book. Yeah, and it's also to kind of illustrate. How ill-prepared the West Coast is for superheroes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, sure, okay, there's supervillains over there, but this is what they got. Yeah. They can be halted by, you know. Echo in Moon exactly. Knight. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. C-rate Avengers, I think, is the joke that they get both made yeah. on them where they're like, she's a C-rate Avenger. Like, well, honestly, you're a C-rate Avenger, too. <laughs> I thought that was someone It's his own personality telling yeah. him that also. <laughs> Um, At this point, Moon Knight is a member of the Secret Avengers, who is written by, I think, Diodato. No, it's art by Diodato. It's written by... Brubaker. And even the way we find that is so it was so funny in my opinion where he's like, I don't think you're an Avenger. And he's like, Can I tell you can you keep a secret? And he's like, Yeah, he's like, I'm a secret Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> it was like so stupid. I, it felt so stupid, but it's I, so funny. And I love the way that he was like, 
I don't basically like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Well let's move on. <laughs> like, he, he I just kinda blew him off. I'm being like, I'm not an Avenger, but can you keep a secret? Yes, I'm a secret Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the fuck? You just did combine the words. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally what they are at that point. It's so good. Um uh, let's talk about I guess how they first meet. So yeah, Snapdragon. She's, I guess, the head of a strip club that Count Nefaria also runs, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense they would have all these kind of businesses like that, you know yeah. what I mean? Realistically. It's kingpin type shit. Exactly. So. Yeah. Sopranos, you know, type shit. You know, you, get, you just get the mafia, you gotta have strip clubs, gotta, gotta, gotta get that bada bing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. The bada boom, bada bing. M- fucking Nefaria has unbelievable, unfathomable power, mm-hmm. and he's still, like, operating the same way any other goon would you know you'd think that there would be some sort of level of of prestige that he might be able to bring to Mm -hmm. this since he is a powerhouse compared to maybe not mentally that the kingpin and of new york has physically but for for fucking sure physically yeah yeah. i think he's trying to work more under the table than and and he gets that mention where he's like i don't want to have to be involved in the violence anymore but it's like yeah, bro, but you're like up here in like S rank and you're telling like B ranks, be like, come on, keep up with me, please. Yeah. Like, I need you to do the jobs I can do. And it's like, they're not as strong as you. And he gets mad at Snapdragon for not like recruiting strong. And I'm like, she's barely stronger than the people she's recruiting right now. Like, yeah. what is she supposed to go above her own head? Like, that's hard. But uh, Maya Lopez Echo is working mm-hmm. in the strip club undercover, which we don't ever get more than that. No. Yeah. And it's like, damn, it. It, especially the way Marvel is painting Echo now. Yeah. She is meant to be something more than just how they were kind of treating her back when this book was written, which is like an asset, a piece of the puzzle. You yeah. know what I mean? Echo was a big bummer for me in this comic. I mentioned it earlier, and I felt like mm. she literally got kind of the short end of the stick on this whole of her, comic. Of her which, stick. Yeah, yeah, of her long ass yeah, stick. Her she, long, got the shortest <laughs> she got the end. shortest end of it. <laughs> Uh, but in the you know in the sense that fucking like they just kind of didn't care about her they're like she's just gonna be a love interest to moon knight we're gonna make a bunch of jokes about her handicap we're gonna uh basically yeah we're gonna fucking talk about how she doesn't have powers and she's way weaker than he is and get her ass kicked multiple times you know we're we're gonna have her in her underwear a couple of shots because that's what we gotta do with the women yeah you know it's just i don't know and like but literally what drove me the most nuts is like once again they were either making jokes about it but there's a whole part where she's like driving a speeding car and they're having like a full conversation and i'm like how is she stopping and looking at his lips yeah every time she's driving like in a car chase right now yeah. like, they, there's so much times where they just like you just didn't care to like even mm. think about how they're writing her character you know yeah. it had been as simple as make moon Knight driving and then she could obviously just be sitting there having the conversation with him but un- realistically there's no way she's in the middle of a high speed car chase yeah. and also like being like oh yeah okay i mean Oh, okay, that's what you said. Oh, well, you think she's not capable of it because she's a woman? (laughs) No, because that's not possible. (laughs) No, I agree with you. Yeah, exactly. But also, it is... It's. Uh, it might be argued that it's trying to paint that that's how good she is at reading lips now, where she can only grab, like, every other word. Yeah. And maybe piece it together mm-hmm. that quickly. And that's just how long she's had to deal with this handicap. Yeah. I'm not saying that that's what they did. Well, because there's even other times where she's like, I need you to look at me when you're talking to me. Yeah. It's not even the mask or anything. She's like, look at me when you're talking to me. So it's yeah. like they even, you know, it's like, I don't know. They're, they're there's just, just an imbalance where they're either very aware of it or completely unaware of it. You know? Yeah. They're having their cake and eating it too. But the, with the argument I'm making. But you like know the, I mean? you know, part where she's on the phone with Mark and he's like, how are you on the phone with me? And mm-hmm. she explains it. I was like, perfect. But then they had to make 
make a second joke about it with Carol Danvers later on where she was like, wait, how are you on the phone right now? And I was like, I guess that that is funny. But at the same time, was it necessary? You know, like I didn't even laugh. Yeah, (laughs) it's not funny. I mean, it's not it's not not funny, but it's also like not a joke, but it's also a joke, you know? Exactly. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And so I just felt like she deserved more than she got in this comic. I mean, she Mm -hmm. never even really put on like, I mean, I know she has a costume, right? No, not no. really. She oh, just okay. has like a, a prop top and, and she's got a change. She's got a change gotcha. in outfit. So what, that's it. What she has is a white handprint over her face. That's badass. That's yeah. right. No, that's all right. That's badass, though. Yeah. And why didn't we get that? Well, because they only they already did it. So mm-hmm. why do it again? I guess I don't True. know. No, but I I agree with you. Yeah, Echo gets the short end of the stick of this. <laughs> fucking book she deserved the long stick guys (laughs) Uh, let's talk about her staff real quick yeah buck lime sweet sweet boy buck um he uses a strip of vibranium throughout the rod Mm -hmm. he he upgrades her 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 rod Mm -hmm. um (laughs) do you think that that is physically possible because if let's say it's literally a strip of vibranium that strip would be stronger than the rod and it would shatter the yeah. rod if you smack it around too much. Do you kind of know what I'm I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. No, it, definitely. It's like the same thing they explained with the claws before where he's yeah. like, you would literally break your arm before you're going to break these claws. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, how would they, how would you even like weld or meld it to the other metal? Is it in the center of the rod? It's Is probably it, You think like, it'd have an uh, insanely higher melting point. You know, it'd be like yeah, 10 billion sure. degrees to melt vibranium, you know, where an iron rod is like. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's more of the, like on the outside of it. It is. So how would that work? I guess. Where did he get the vibranium from the Ultron head? So that's another thing. He pulls out a component of the Ultron head to give to Snapdragon at one point. And I'm like, there's a fuck ton of vibranium in that. Mm -hmm. Could they not have taken that for themselves? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it was probably fake. Do you think the Ultron head was fake? Or no, the component, no, the was, component fake. was probably oh, fake. Oh, that's a good call because the Ultron head later that Nefaria The first Ultron head is fake. Is yeah. fake. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so. you know, there's always a right around for everything. Mm-hmm. If you're smart enough, you can write exactly. circles into anything. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll finish talking about Moon Knight. Fine. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome back to the one and only podcast. I'm just kidding. What if I did all that? <laughs> welcome man. back. Uh, I'm still waking up, you know? Huh? So. Hey, yeah. welcome back. Oh. Hey, guys. Go kill yourself. We're talking about Moon Knight. You're ugly. Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're talking about I Moon win. Knight. We are talking about Moon Knight. Um, yeah. We are talking about Moon Knight. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Hyde, how did he get the fucking Ultron? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't He, he got it matter. for Nefaria. That's all that matters. Yeah. You know what? Plot tool. Yeah, True. exactly. Uh, did Mr. Hyde die? Did uh, Count Nefaria kill him at the very it beginning? It looked like he vaporized him. I think he like, vaporized him to just a big old pile of pudding. You know? This is crazy how many people he vi- vaporizes in this Which... book that are alive now today <laughs> in the comic <laughs> really? books. Yes. Think about this. <laughs> He mm-hmm. sent people to pick up an Ultron head. Yeah, right? he has the fucking power to do well, that. Hold on, Counterfeit sent people to pick up the Ultron head. Um, the, gets, the whole Ultron body. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it gets intercepted, mm-hmm. and then Counterfeit shows up. Why did he send those people if he was going to show up anyway? That's true. Well, for the pickup, you know. 
He was there. It's like if it <laughs> he went, was there. It's it's once again it's like kingpin <laughs> kind of shit where he doesn't want to be hands on for the actual crime. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like yeah. the stealing of it and stuff. If they got captured by Shield or whatever, he just didn't want to be. <laughs> that's, that's a good call. Yeah, yeah he just didn't want to be on site. Yeah. You know, he didn't want to be on site. He just wanted to be <laughs> flying above it, floating. Yeah, the exactly. only person there, you know, where Shield Quinjet or Helicarrier could see him. That's yeah. true. That's so <laughs> funny. That's a good point. <laughs> he just shows up later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Hyde gets vaporized, which yeah, is like, okay, fine. This is pretty cool. That's right. Uh, Jack- Jackal's fine, so we're good. Yeah, Dr. Jackal. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Jackal's still <laughs> still good. Dr. Jackal. Um, did you know that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is in the Tom Cruise mummy movie? Is that real? Yeah. Did you guys know that? I've never seen that movie. He I've is? never seen it either. He... I have seen that movie. Oh, I it's Russell Crowe, right? It's Russell Crowe. He's supposed it's to Russell be like How I do remember that. <laughs> I've never seen the movie, but I remember where he gets all gross. I googled, because um, he's I also in that. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's played Russell by... Russell Crowe? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I know. He's played by Kyle MacLachlan, mm-hmm. who is Sky's dad. In the comic books, too. He is... Uh, Quake's father. Interesting. Um, and I went to go look up that scene because I was like, for the life of me, could not remember what he fucking looked like in Agents of Shield. He, he just looks like he has barely any prosthetics on his face. Yeah, and they just kind of poofed up his hair. Yeah, they really just poofed up his hair, which I was honestly fine with. Like, I, I didn't even mind that performance back in the day. Not gonna lie. Um, but then related came up, and it was Tom Cruise's (laughs) Mummy movie, and so I went ahead and watched that scene. Same shit. Uh, I don't think he gets gross. They he, give him like blue veins or something. Oh, maybe they? like I he gets all like veiny, and his eyes like get black or something. His That's eyes like... get yellowish, oh. maybe. Hmm. But um, I was watching that scene, and I was like, "Huh, we should probably do this movie for the podcast." <laughs> I don't remember that movie, to be honest. Very yeah, much. that'll be our that'll be the mummy movie we do for Halloween. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. If we're doing any fucking mummy movie, we're doing a Brendan Fraser mummy movie. No, we're yes. gonna do no, we're no yeah. fuck that. I've already seen no. all the Brendan Fraser. I don't movies. care. I don't care. I guess I we're not care. doing a mummy movie. We've all three. Okay, then we don't do a mummy movie. We've all three seen all three of all right. the mummy well, movies, right? We'll, we'll do cares? we'll do a mummy movie. Okay, y'all do a mummy movie. <laughs> Go ahead. That's Wink. Fine. He, he, I don't keep care. keep winking. Y'all wanna disrespect disrespect Brendan Fraser like that? I don't know how it's disrespecting no. him. Yeah. Like having I already think... seen his franchise multiple times and yeah. never having seen the Tom Cruise one once. Yeah. But then you're gonna so make much a disrespect. podcast on the Tom Cruise one and then talk his, about how much better the Brendan his? Fraser ones were you know no. I'm not gonna lie to you guys I've never seen any mummy movies <laughs> we can watch Fuck. all of them now me neither I've seen all of them you have seen all of them yes I have you've seen every so fucking Boris Karloff back in the 50s yeah you've seen the mummy no I mean like the ones with Brendan Fraser okay. and you've seen the mummy reloaded the ones that the were mummy fucking reloaded. the mummy reloaded the part mummy, four the reckoning uh, revolutions uh, speaking of mummy, um, Moon Knight is influenced by a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He, yeah. His whole costume is supposed to be mummy-esque, and that's why he ends up fighting werewolves by night yeah. and all that kind of shit. He, and that's he's, why he's supposed the... to be a horror kind of influenced superhero. He's almost that's like Constantine show, or something. In the show, his costume kind of looks like that. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And the, yeah, the, I definitely thought the Disney Plus series really picked up exactly on that. Like the more mummy-esque, obviously mm-hmm. it's like him being wrapped in, you know, I'm excited. Gauze kind of, and I know, I'm very excited for it too, but I feel like the costumes we see in the, you know, in this aren't, isn't quite like that. It feels like the more classic, like superhero right. kind of suit, mm-hmm. you know, with the big cape yeah. and everything. And that's, what i've always read moon Knight yeah. as so and it's supposed to be because 
everyone else around him is not sure if he really has power from Kanchu. Yeah. And that's the whole idea of him is like, does he actually have power from Kanchu? Or does he just believe he does and that's what allows him to do the things he does? And so that's one thing that I'm worried, not worried, but I'm very curious about the Disney Plus show, what they're going to do. Which direction? If they're literally going to give him power, if he's literally going to look like a mummy to everyone else, or if this is just something that he's imagining all in his head. That's so true. Because even though we see, obviously, in the trailer, we've gotten him like suit up. Mm -hmm. Who's to say that's real you know yeah. once again you know uh moon knight being such an unfaithful narrator yeah uh who knows what they could literally pull they could do something like the legion series attempted to do which mm-hmm. is exactly like a bait and switch of what you thought was going on versus what is actually happening you right. know so and, and that's why he wears a man-made costume throughout the comic books is because everyone else only sees him as someone who thinks he's a superhero when he thinks that he's much more, you know? Yeah, except for Captain America. Captain America <laughs> believes in him, and that's yes. basically his yeah. the thing he just pulls out. He's like, all right, I have an argument. Captain America. Which, yeah. honestly, it, that's a pretty good fucking argument. I, I agree, I agree like, honestly. Like, if Captain America's like... He vouches for Like, him. vouches yeah. for you in any way. Like, if I had a job interview, and I had no qualifications for the job, but, you, but Captain, <laughs> Captain America... Captain America said, I believe you could do that yeah, job. Who's a real person? Would, I would get hired. Who's a real person who would have that effect, you think? That would, like, oh. would just, who could back you, and you're like, oh, everyone's going to believe that I'm Barack Obama? Mm, if, it's an, <laughs> if it's an internet job... Uh, PewDiePie. Uh, well, people like it would young... have to be like Chuck Norris. Um, well, not anymore. No, not anymore. Yeah. Um, oh, no, yeah, what sure. I'm I'm trying to say is like a a young upstart, like that's like tech based, and it's all a bunch of young people. If you got endorsed by Keanu Reeves, they'd hire you in a minute. You got that's true. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, they're... Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Cyberpunk yeah. <laughs> is the proof of that. Yeah. Or just John Wick. John frankly. Wick, dude. John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> he goes around and whacks people. Yeah. That's why they call him John Wick. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I don't know if there's any other human that could yeah, actually have that, that effect kind of power. Like, unanimously, you know? I don't know, Jesus? No, yeah, well, if Jesus came back, people wouldn't even fucking believe him. That's my whole bread and butter about that now. Yeah. It's like, Jesus probably has come back like twice, and everyone's like, shut up, idiot. Go write your sad Tumblr blog. Shut the hell up, bitch. <laughs> that's so sad to think about. Yeah. Yeah. He's I, like, well, just want to let y'all know that we the apocalypse be... started and you guys are in hell already. And, uh, <laughs> all right, bye. It's like, I just I just want y'all to be nice. I brought some wine. It I, used to be me. <laughs> I was just picking up me. all the good guys. You notice how all the all your nice friends are dead? Yeah, I'm taking them with me. You guys are in hell. <laughs> yeah. That's why we're left behind. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I brought some organic bread. <laughs> it's very organic. fresh. <laughs> it's fresh off the... Save off the planet. The, fresh out the oven. <laughs> Um, the Avengers actually show up. I know, which I loved, and that's why I kind of yeah. stopped here. Is that I thought it was so funny that this is where we start getting him being like, okay, you can see them too, right? Like yes. we start getting him being like, fuck now. He's like, okay, these are the real it's, ones. It's the few times we actually see him kind of even questioning the validity reality. of the reality around him. Yeah, where he's like, okay, fuck, are these people actually in the room with me right now? <laughs> and it's because. Uh, at this point, both Buck Lime and Maya Lopez have contacted the Avengers to ask, to ask them, like, hey, this guy got an Ultron head, and then the other one's like, hey, is Moon Knight crazy? Yeah. You know, and they're and so the Avengers have to show up and be like, hey, I'm Captain America. I I trust you. And so they don't fucking take the Ultron head. Mm-hmm. They let him have it. <laughs> it's Captain America. I'm telling you, it's Captain America. Do you... It, 
That's crazy to think about. They're like, yo, you can use that as bait. Why not? It's like, uh, I wonder, I wonder how Moon Knight has proved himself to Captain America previous to this that would ensure that he was an Avenger. But like to go a little deeper into this, I'm sorry, but like you think if like the president declared war, but Captain America was like, no, you think the troops would listen to Captain America? No. Well, we saw in Chip Zdarsky's fucking idea of civil war. With this logic and this Captain, this Captain America though, he's number Uh, one. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would. That would be kind of cool to see is like Captain America versus the president. <laughs> the United States. Yeah. Like just an argument. Yeah. <laughs> Not like beating him up. <laughs> no, right. Yeah. That's that's a very interesting idea. I say old man Steve for president. <laughs> That'd be a good book. That would be a very interesting book. It's just super political. It's just him signing documents at a desk. <laughs> six issues. It's a little racist because he was born in the 30s. <laughs> All presidents have been born in the 30s. Yeah, exactly. yeah, no, nowadays. We haven't had a modern one yet, you know? He couldn't have been born in the 30s. He had to have been born in the 20s. He was yeah, like 20-year-old no, yeah. by the time of World War II, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but Buck Lime, he feels bad that he sold him out. Yeah. Um, I really like the character of Buckline. Yeah, he, he, he was the he felt like a real character in this. He felt like a real person. He felt like the kind of character that Brian Michael Bendis normally creates, which is someone that actually matters. You know, and it's I mean? rounded. Right. Yeah, and it's rounded off very well. So no, I really did like his character, and even though he kind of seemed to have like the ultimate superpower of being the best black market dealer or you know buyer in the world, where he's yeah. like, "Oh, you need that? I I got it." two days ago i just had a feeling you needed it you know um, when i when i read this book oh go ahead, no, go ahead. Thing. No, go ahead when i read this book back in the day um i had always anticipated a moon knight movie and this was before marvel ever made the deal with sony and so i had always imagined buck lime as hannibal burris interesting i could see that i would love yeah. that and I just, because he's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? And I just, I would love to see Hannibal Burris playing that kind I of I wish character. they would still do it in the coaching. <laughs> Spider-Man just turned out to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent all <laughs> along. Yeah, agent he's all just time. there to keep an eye on Peter Parker. That's why he was there. Do you, <laughs> know, so when, do you know when this book came out? Uh, 2012, maybe? 2012? Let me, let, me, let me do some research real quick. I mean, I could just Google it. Oh. Fine. I'm doing research real quick. Yeah, but once again, that's another thing we talked about where I feel like Echo kind of got uh, short-sticked, short you know what I mean? Was that, mm. like, when she calls the fucking Avengers Tower, she's not like, you know, well, tell me about Mark Spector. She goes, have any of y'all dated Mark? It, should I date the Moon Knight? And it's like... <laughs> she didn't really say that, though. I mean, kind of. No, there's like, everyone... Because she, she does ask, have did any of y'all, have any of y'all dated him? And yes. so then they're like, did anybody date Moon Knight? Become, became the joke in the moment. And I was like, why did it have to be like that? She could yeah. literally just be asking about him professionally you know like i, I love know. that uh spider-man's answer was a little bit a little bit yeah. <laughs> uh it came out in 2011 this book 2011 yeah. oh, okay. what a tasteless year and i definitely didn't read Just it kidding. in 2011 <laughs> i probably read it in like 2014 or something like that yeah we had way more going on <laughs> yeah. in 2011 <laughs> i didn't <laughs> but uh so we get the final kind of confrontation where for whatever reason they guess weaken Nefaria just to be like, look, we could do it. That's once. not even the final confrontation, or either. the second to final confrontation. Yes. Yeah. And so what they basically did, what Buck Lime did, was put some sort of like chemical within the Ultron head. Yeah. And so when they, I guess they hinged all the whole plan on Nefaria destroying the Ultron head in order to use the chemical that would, I guess, weaken his power because mm-hmm. he has like a psionic power or something like that. I don't remember what his power is. Doesn't matter. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 
I remember thinking of this book very fondly, and mm-hmm. I, I think I still like, like this it. book a lot because it it shows Mark's kind of like um, I don't know. He has an a- admiration for the Marvel superheroes. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he and then oh, I love the scene where they're all arguing once Echo passes away. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, she gets shot through the chest with a nefaria eye beam. Um, and so all of his, all of Mark's fucking head people start arguing. His different personalities. And Wolverine gets so angry that he kills Captain America and Spider-Man in Mark's mind. And so Mark just becomes yeah. berserker Wolverine. Like, I'm yeah. the captain now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and sorry to go back to what we were saying earlier about yeah. Echo. Um, but she actually asked uh, if anybody teamed up or dated him. Oh, regardless. Teamed my up with, my whole yeah. point being is why was that even why, necessary? Yeah, why even know? add the dated him yeah, part? It, Just teamed up with him. I think it's Brian Michael Bennett doing his like, uh, everyone's very quippy and it's a slip of the tongue like, oh, I didn't mean to say dated. Yeah. And then of course, Carol, that's the only thing she heard. So she's like, anyone date, anyone date Moon Knight? Yeah. Um, a little t- bit. It's a little tasteless. It's, but it is Bendis's humor. That's literally every Bendis book. It's is this kind of shit. But uh, so yeah, we get this fucking incredible, just unhinged fucking Wolvo Knight. Wolver- Which I'm surprised he didn't. He, he didn't kill him there. I mean, I could have sworn I saw him cut him in the throat. Would, would he be the Tasmanian Devil? You know. Yeah, I know. I guess after this, Nefaria goes into a uh, a Count Nefaria like coma regeneration i'm just kidding because <laughs> literally he, he disappears for the next kind of couple of issues mm-hmm. while his daughter madame mask comes in to kind of clean up the rest of the job our mm-hmm. our real kingpin of the west you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so no i mean i really liked her introduction and and then honestly this i was kind of very into these last few issues because we finally were getting some of the more like internal conflict with mark where now obviously Wolverine has slaughtered the two positive sides of his, you know, exactly. personality that we're yeah. getting to experience through this. So now we just have him basically yelling at himself, and he's like, "God, I'm fucking hard on myself." Like, <laughs> yeah, like holy shit. Um, but I was like, kind of blown away that we get like this whole bit where Madame Mask, like, I guess is like steals Echo's vibranium pole rod, rod yeah. for whatever reason. It's just there just seemed to be a whole lot going on that I was like, I didn't expect all this to be kind of. Coming up in the last my stick two issues, you know. I don't mm-hmm. think Bendis knew this was the last two issues. Got you. You thought he was gonna it was gonna run longer than this? Yeah, because his Daredevil run ran for a long ass time. So I think he was he was thinking this was gonna be an ongoing book for him for a while. Mm-hmm. You thought he was gonna do you think he thought he was gonna make at least thirty issues? I don't know about that many, but I think it was definitely in his mind he was like, Oh, I'm gonna be doing this for a couple of years. So why do you think mm-hmm. it got cut short? Just cause life or I don't know. Maybe it wasn't selling well. I don't think mm-hmm. at this time Moon Knight was a sellable character, frankly. In twenty eleven. Would you argue that this comic made him a more sellable character? No. Like something this like put him more on the map? Because no. I remember seeing so many of these Alex Mayleaf sh- like covers and shots where it is him being, you know, all you know, all of these characters, you know, having yeah. the uh, Wolverine claws having the Captain America shield. So I remember them being like, re- like, like semi relevant, you know, people yeah. being like, holy shit, look at this stuff going on in Moon Knight right now. You know? I think but, it was kind of like a, like an underground kind of like, like, hey, you should be reading Moon Knight, mm-hmm. but no one really is, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like what you were saying earlier, like, 
It's it's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if Moon Knight was also Spider-Man, Captain America, Wolverine at the same time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like they it's just the art got popular, not the comic. Yeah. You know, yeah I'm not much. saying that the comic's not art. I'm just saying like the No, the yeah, I mean Alex Mayleaf obviously yeah, is exactly. huge and has his own this amazing own style of his that we haven't talked too much on, but I, I mean, mean look I, at the cape. Go sorry, go back to that real yeah. quick. Look at the way the cape is just makes is like it's like a silhouette, like a yeah. reverse silhouette mm-hmm. around his body. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like they he did a really good fucking job. I mean, I love, you know, Moon Great Knight's job. whole thing is that he doesn't he, he wants his enemies to see him coming. You know, that's why mm-hmm. he wears this gigantic white cape. And I think that's such a cool aspect of a character, you know, is that yeah. once again, as someone who doesn't technically he's not super powerful. He's not someone that you see and you're like, oh, fuck, this guy's going to destroy me. So the fact that he's so willing to be like, here I come, motherfuckers, is just like showing that kind of like, I don't want to say craziness, but, the, you know, the, you know, mm. the insanity that is Moon Knight, honestly, and the fact that he was willing Willing to throw himself into just situations he probably can't handle, you know. Yeah. Um, this book portrays Moon Knight as having probably no power. But yeah. do you think that that is true? Do you think Moon Knight doesn't have power? Do you think it's all in his head? Um. No, and I think I think it's um, it kind of goes with his personalities. Yeah. Like if that personality with what what is it the conchu yeah conchu mm-hmm. if conchu's there then he has powers you think so yes because i mean that's the beauty of moon knight is that it's up n- to debate yeah. no one is really allowed to say definitively yeah. one way or another they can't shoot laser blasts out of his hands mm-hmm. or something and be like there you go he's powerful right. you know? <laughs> or at least Fair enough, or yeah. at least another character can't witness him do oh okay it. you know what i mean <laughs> like if you find out that Moon Knight got in a fight with, like, I don't know, Blade or something, and Blade had a fucking huge hole in his chest, and he was dead, and it was like, oh, I don't know, a fucking laser shot out of him. Did did it happen or not? Because no one actually saw. You know what I mean? Like, mm. that's the kind of stuff that I love about these Moon Knight comics yeah. is that as long as no one's around, we don't really know what he's capable of. You sure. know what I want to do? I want to make what actually would be really cool is if in a lot of other comics... Mm-hmm. like surrounding moon knight like say captain america spider-man wolverine they just add snippets in here and there of like them coming up to like crime scenes or like stuff that had just finished and they're like this person who's the last person they fought and it was like moon knight and then it's like crazy shit like that yeah. but moon knight's nowhere to be found yeah and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. and so then it eventually leads to a moon knight comic where he's just like doing detective work and shit and somebody else is like murdering these people and he's just trying to find them and or something, so, you know. Yeah, and or so, maybe he's teaming up with these people yeah. that are dying, but they think that everybody thinks that he was fighting them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that would be really cool. I would like that a lot. Uh I I see that you've oh. <laughs> You wanna talk about this panel? Yeah, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's Jean Grey. Yeah, what? <laughs> that's Jean Grey. Is it Jean Grey? She's yeah, back. That's she's back. Oh, okay. Time. It's it's for real this that's time. That's crazy. She looks so different. What do you think? Is so, it like an L- is it like a life model decoy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, what is this? Do you have any idea? Is yes. this just a joke? So Brian Michael Bendis has a recurring joke in almost every one of his comic books that if you see the inside of a, a detective's agency or, or a mm-hmm. police department, there's going to be someone dressed up as a supervillain or a superhero claiming to be that superhero or supervillain, but they're not. Yeah, you can, you as the audience can yeah. tell they're obviously not. I mean, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, costume's spot <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. And she's back this time. Jean so, Grey's back. 
Good good job, B uh, BNB for getting your uh, <laughs> BNB. God <laughs> damn, for getting your classic uh, yeah police department joke in there. What's happening over there? I'm just clicking. Click clack, dude. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I couldn't wait for this last issue to end. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I was kind of like, all right, let's get through this. All right. Like, not that it wasn't good. I was just kind of like, I I can't believe that Counter Ferris is still alive. Yeah. Like, yeah. In I all think, honesty. So this is this goes back to my argument. I think Brian Michael Bendis found out by issue ten that he only had two more issues. And so he's like, okay, time to wrap this up. And he's so like, I'm going to just have the Avengers come in. Yeah. yeah which is honestly Moon Knight's greatest power yeah. at this point mm-hmm. is calling his, his friends. friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the power so of friendship. Yeah. And so Thor shows up. He hits Neferi over the head with the hammer. Yeah. He goes, uh, fakum. It does go, fakum. And then uh, I love that Iron Man has made such an impression on Mark Spector. By the time you see. Mark's like last remaining personalities by the end of this book, mm-hmm. it's Echo, Iron Man, and Wolverine. Because <laughs> yeah. Wolverine survived yeah. because he killed the other two personalities. But I, now Iron Man and Echo are there because he really likes these two characters. Those are his new moral balance. <laughs> yeah. And I love that um what's his name? Buck Lyon was all that was, that was Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, that was Tony Stark. Yeah. Well, he needed a new name that had that level of respect. That's why Tony's there is because yeah. he's the he's the Captain America yeah. of like, oh, if that guy backs of you, the why the fuck industry. would I argue? Yeah. 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 Why the fuck would I argue with you? So, um <laughs> I think this is really like like you were saying it was really cool that um Iron Man there Iron Man and Echo are there. Yeah. But I love the fact that Wolverine is still there. He's still there. Because mm-hmm. obviously he's still there because he's he killed off the rest and he's the only one that survived. But, I also love that idea that but, the person the personalities are somehow metaphysical in his head mm-hmm. to the point where he allows them to die off like mm-hmm. that. Anyway, but go on. And, he's but like, was, and saying, he has to replace them. He couldn't. Yeah. It, it's not like they could just be revived because he's like, oh well, now I guess I need Spider Man back again. He's like, I'll just get Echo. Same shit. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that's more like as he's as these other personalities are imbued onto him, like as somebody comes and talks to him and he likes their personality. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck you guys. <laughs> um, uh, they form into his head whenever they leave him. Right. You know what I mean. So, but what I was saying with Wolverine is the fact that he's still there shows that um, Moon Knight still has that dark side that's never going to leave him. It's kind of like For sure. that that looming monster in the background of his mind. I agree. And I just love that aspect that they're leaving in there. It's like it's telling you about it without telling you about it. I mean, you, yeah. can, you can only see the moon in the dark. So you got to have the dark to have the Moon Knight. No, you actually have to have the the sun to have the the moonlight. Oh, moonlight! Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, That's his sidekick. <laughs> it's like a half sized version of him. Yeah, it's moonlight. <laughs> he, he just he just carries around light bulbs. <laughs> it's just a failed clone that is like proportionately the same. He just has flashlights. Just, it's like L I T E. You know, it's moonlight. <laughs> and he has flashlights. Yeah. yeah, and he carries beer. Yes, light light beer. Yes. Sorry, go on. Um. I don't know. So it, yeah, this is how the book ends pretty much. Um, and he's saying goodbye to LA because you can't, I guess, keep him there. Um, but this, this sets up kind of some stuff. This sets up like a, a status quo for Moon Knight that mm-hmm. I don't think anyone really picks up. 
anyone really there's no real ramifications of this book as much mm, as interesting as bendis tried to line it up and like oh mm-hmm. these are his personalities now like echo is in his head now um it doesn't it doesn't matter. No, no one took this and ran with it. You know what I mean? They right. were like, well, now I'm going to do my Moon Knight, you know? And I'm going to refer back to Brian's shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no one does it. And they were like, oh, thank God that motherfucker's done. Because <laughs> you even mentioned do what I want in now. most modern iterations, it's all Khonshu focused now. Well, you it's, see so more. Yeah, it is Khonshu, but you see Mark Spector. You see Jake Lockley. Mm-hmm. You see Stephen Grant. You still see these classic personalities still in every iteration after this. And Brian just had no interest in doing any of that. He just wanted to reference those other personalities, but then do his cool, like, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Captain America thing. Which, for this book, I felt admirable. I thought it was a cool idea. And, yeah, when I read this book, I was, I think, a little bit more formative. Mm -hmm. It it was formative for me because I just allowed this to happen without any real critical look. Because at this time, Echo wasn't anything more than just a kind of like a plot additive. You know what I mean? And I could have seen myself right out of high school being like, "Ah, she can't hear, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, honestly. So, I mean, it's like an age thing too, you know, where it's like now we've kind of, even through this podcast, I think has made me a little more critical because we've read so much in this last year. I'm, right. I have such a standard of what I like as a comic book now that it's, you know, that it, it has to kind of make it into that kind of area for me yeah. to really like get into it or pick it up, you know? So I can see uh, not the importance of this, but I mean, it feels like a Brian Michael Bendis book. It feels like something that Marvel would have happily backed and been like, this is this is who we want Moon Knight to be right yeah. now, you know? So I get how it got made. I understand. And once again, Brian Michael Bendis' ideas up front were, yeah, he had such a great thing to go with. I just feel like there was a level of, I don't want to say laziness to it, but there was just a level of like, you know, like detail that got kind of overlooked that right. could have had, you know, more impacts, you yeah. know? So... Um, um, yeah. But that's also working with, you know, having to deal on the West Coast and come up with villains that would make sensually be, you know, over there. And you said it. We, there's not a lot. There's not a lot to yeah. work with. And it makes sense that they'd be there, you know, for sure. Setting up shop. Um, if we if you had the option to retell this story, what mm-hmm. kind of what would you kind of plug into this? Because I think I would want to try and do something more heightened than just typical idea of a kingpin mm-hmm. you know what i mean if it has to be nefarian it has to be moon knight and it has to be echo i i would obviously i would try to add way more but i would want this to be like i don't know at, at the top of a building like a skyscraper or mm-hmm. just you know just more i don't know more fun than kind of what this book was which was kind of just a lot of dialogue and a lot of back mm-hmm. and forth between his personalities you know what i mean and there was never anything besides the obvious villains weighing against him the avengers were always on his side he immediately got echo and uh, buck lime very early on to help him you know what i mean it just didn't feel like there was enough stacked against him in my opinion like i would have loved to have seen the avengers being like him being like no i run la i am the protector of la and then be like no dude like you can't be doing this alone (laughs) like you need help and him be like fuck you i am captain america you know like i would have loved to have seen him come to blows with like the avengers and stuff over the fact that Cool. where he's like no i i can do this alone i i'm all of you i'm all of you at once i'm all of you in one person you know what yeah. i mean and like have that like overload like that would have just been so interesting to me to just see the more once again philosophical issues he'd be dealing with in believing that part of him is captain america or part of him is spider-man you know so i think i would have done a subplot where madam mask was also trying to be the kingpin of new york yeah. or la 
where she is also like sort of like working with Moon Knight against Nefaria, but also trying to do her own. Mm-hmm. Like that would be where the ground level stuff was. And then Nefaria would be like way up high. You know I would have I mean? loved it just a throwaway hmm. line where she was like, I love how everyone thinks my dad is in charge of everything or saying that yeah. it's amazing. Everyone thinks he's still the one in charge and it basically being like, oh, she is the one pulling all the mm-hmm. strings. That's why Nefaria's plan seems so stupid because Mask is the one actually manipulating him into doing this shit, you know? Yeah. So like, the, yeah, that's something that could have, you know, even made it better. There's just, yeah, there's a lot more I feel like that could have made it just more endearing, I guess is what I even get at, you know, like uh, make made more of a page turner in the sense of me being like, fuck, I want to know what's going to happen next. You know, mm-hmm. so. I think, I think if I was going to do something, I would not have, uh, cause I just have a completely different idea of like a moon Knight book. Cause I do want to see more mm-hmm. like internal struggle and just stuff that he, mm-hmm. he thinks he's seen, but isn't real yeah. or not what he thinks it is. Um, so I think I would pl- lean more into like the Egyptian god aspect of it, yeah, and have m- more characters that he thinks are Egyptian gods coming oh, to attack him that would be when he's cool. really just fighting the Avengers. That's not a bad idea. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, Echo stays pretty much dead. Yeah, yeah, uh, for a while. I mean, pretty for much for a while. Uh, she just recently came back. She's part of the Avengers. Yeah. I won't spoil more than that. Um, She's part of the Avengers. She is currently, I think, still a member of the Avengers by the time this episode comes out. That's pretty cool. Um, um her echoes live on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about um, Moon Knight by Warren Ellison. Declan Shelby, mm-hmm. the uh-huh. six issues that they did together. And we're also going to do Avengers issues 33 through 37 uh, by Jason Aaron and Javier Garan. Um, that is going to be one of the most recent looks at Moon Knight. So we're going to be looking at one of the most iconic looks at Moon Knight, modern mm-hmm. iconic looks at Moon Knight, mm-hmm. and okay. one of the most recent, recent looks at Moon Knight. Interesting. Uh, in one episode. Yeah. And that's just because Moon Knight is so hot right now the, with the show coming out. And we won't be able to cover too much of the show uh, going forward because we're going to be doing Alien April mm-hmm. yeah. um, as well. True. So. True. True. So we're going to be doing the Moon Knight stuff, but all comic book oriented. So, but I yes. think that's great. And I think these three, this we read this week and the two things we'll be reading next week are just kind of a great way to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be, I feel like very different versions of Moon Knight. So we're going to get a really good idea of who this character is probably going to be coming into the MCU, you know? Yeah. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it too. I believe actually, I think next week's episode comes out the day the first episode of Moon Knight comes out, which is March 30th. I, don't quote it's me on that. It is March 30th. Yeah. Okay, so then yeah. The it's next week's episode. Do we know anything no. more about the show? Like who the supposed villain or anything in it mean, is? Ethan is anyone Hawk. because Ethan Hawk has just been yeah, cast as. He's, he's some 80s villain. Okay. So nothing that um, I think matters. The guy that was going to the, be the villain moving forward passed away in a skiing accident yes Mm -hmm. i believe that's true the the actor he was um yeah i think they were setting him up this season to be like a big bad for the next season unfortunately yeah um which we'll just see how that plays out um another thing is in the trailer that we've seen um he's fighting a werewolf I don't know if you guys noticed that there's a yeah. part where he's like in a bathroom or something beating the shit out of a werewolf I on hope the floor. That's, I hope that's just some dude in a costume that he thinks is a werewolf. 
We will find out. <laughs> yeah, we will find out. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram. That's going to be in the show notes below. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you guys get your podcasts. Uh, we we really appreciate it. Yeah, Can't wait to get all dirty and gritty for that shit. So we will see y'all then. We'll see y'all in another time. Bye, guys. You ready for me to talk? Say something. Oh, okay. Shut the hell up, bitch. You, right. op- you opened the can at the end of the at episode. The end, yeah. I wasn't thirsty. Son of a bitch. <laughs>